Welcome to the More You Look podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the More You Look podcast. I remain the same. My name is Femi Anthony. I've got this troublemaker here, Sky. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, I'm good. Um, welcome everyone to another episode of um, the More You Look. <laughs> On this episode, we have a beautiful friend of the show. She's an artist. Most of you will probably know her. Well, in the UK, sing. What's good, Tipsy? What's good? Don't talk to you. Don't talk to you. Don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, we, we will come to that. We will come to that. Yeah. yeah. So, what's up? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, what's good, man? It's good to see you finally. You know, we've, we've, been, we've, been, we've been signing forms, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's COVID. There's been COVID for the last year. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And we have to keep to the yeah, government to guidelines. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but thanks Welcome for coming on the show. Anyway, Thank um, you very much. before we dive in, Tipsy, where, where does that name? Where, where, where did you get that name from? Um, well, start with, I don't actually drink, I don't do none of that, <laughs> but I think that I'm naturally hyperactive, so Ooh. I think it just works. High of life, tipsy High of life, life. that is dope, that is dope. Uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm an artist and I've got a regular job too, just yeah. piano, so you don't want to hustle mm-hmm. every day. Um, I started music a while ago, um, I've been kind of in and out of music though. Because you know it takes a lot to do music yeah. mentally, financially, it takes yeah. a whole lot. And when you do it by yourself, it's you harder. It's, it's, it's harder. So, um, but you know, when you love something, no matter how much you say to yourself, I'm done, you still find yourself going back to it because yeah. you just do it for the love, not for the money. So, yeah. that's just me. Yeah, and um, for people who probably don't know, you were part of the DJC Formula 9 squad at the time. The big boys. Yeah, the big boys, yeah. Wow. You know what? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you now. Now, I've become a fan. I've become a fan. Because I used to be a big fan of the JJC. JJC is amazing. But, you know, we... Our one was a lot different from 419. Mm -hmm. Ours was like the younger generation of the JJC. 419 one. Ours was big boys with Lil Vase, Two Chris. Yeah, Two Chris, yeah, exactly. You know, it was it was amazing, it was fun. We're like a family, like a band, but it's just what it is. No more yeah. you know. So but everybody is good, everybody's square, everybody's doing well. So oh, that's yeah. the most You're still close with most of the guys? Two Chris and that, that's my family, yeah. Like, always. I, I think you did a song with um, two Chris a while back as well too. Um the song that we've all got together is the Shangbomida that featuring yeah. Ice Prince and Yeah. Am I I was gonna come to that. I was gonna yeah. ask what kind of what genre of music do you do do you create? I said three, four years ago and I told you straight up rubber. You couldn't tell me nothing. You can't tell me anything with rap, yeah? But now I see the market has changed. People wanna dance. People just you know the the amazing part of being an artist is the fact that you can switch up your style to suit yeah. the market. And even for me myself, a lot of times I don't wanna listen to rap music. I wanna dance. So mm-hmm. I can switch. 
Some of us as artists, yeah. Dope, yeah, yeah. Dope. He's a he's a massive rap fan, anyway. That's it's one thing about him. Yeah. Me, I've got the money. I've got a lot of music. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm deep I think into you're rap, more but, into rap. Yeah. That's why you look like a little kid. People don't understand. This is why I'm wearing this hat because I'm sure people would think, "Why are we wearing?" I'm not even bald. Oh, I thought you. Were I had, you know, I had an injection. Okay. Yeah. So I can just a tiny little bit of. Allergic reaction on my forehead is a bit of a rash on there, so I thought, ah, I don't want that to show on camera. So, what do we do? We find yeah, But now you've told us about it. Now, we're well, now you know, but you won't see. Anyways, before we move on from tipsy, tipsy is there any latest um, songs that we should be vibing to? Should we, we should be listening to? Absolutely. Um, the last song that I kind of did that I put out there Actually. was my uh, song with Q Dot. Yeah. Oh, is it Q Dot Happy? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I've been a fan of Q Dot since he started. Yeah. And, you know, um, he's remained my friend. And for me to have a song with him on it is yeah. amazing. And I really love that song. It's called Rora. So oh, it's okay. the remix of it that I put Q Dot on. So, yeah. Our viewers, please listen, stream. How can people, your own girl, yeah. Yeah, how can people find your music? Um, just type Tipsy Nigeria. It's easy um, to find. Yeah, okay, okay, Google, okay. you find whatever you're looking for. Right, that is dope. So, and, uh, moving on. Yeah. Um, well, you know me. I will go there. Next question I wanted to ask you is, um, you know there's been a pandemic and... Uh, we went through the worst of it, and now there's been a, a curve, or more or less what, what they call it, a curve. I just wanted to ask you, you know, how have you fared during, you know, this coronavirus? Because we talk about it here, how it's affected your, your job, your businesses, mm-hmm. and stuff, and, you know, some of my own, you know, other streams of income has been sort of, you know, affected in a way. So how has this affected you? I think the part of it that has affected the most is my relationship. Cause relationship? Yeah. Relationship. Let her finish. Let her finish. She was going there. She was going there. <laughs> okay, so I say my relationship here yeah, because usually I do go to Nigeria often and, you know, to see my family, my friends, or whatever. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Focus on the web. Obviously, I've not been able to fly yeah, as much as I want to. Um, so, for me, it's just the distance and all that. But, you know, I've got a regular job here, and the kind of job that I do here is you're like on the front line. So, you know, nothing is really missing, thank God. Um, so, that's it, really. And um, for me, it's just traveling, really, because, yeah. you know, that's one thing that I really love doing a lot. So okay. it's affected that. And I think that, you know, for me as well, like, I like being around people, my friends and all yeah. that. So not being able to socialize, so it really just affects you sometimes. It's, it's you know, a pain, you know. It's nice. So how do you deal with that? How did you deal with it up, up until now? How, how were you able to maintain your... Sanity, so to speak, you know. I don't think I've been able to maintain the sanity. <laughs> You're like every one of us, then. Yeah. yeah, you just pretend you got it together, yeah. but you really don't. You just keep forging just, ahead. You know, just it's just what it is. Just pretend mm-hmm. you're good. Okay. Okay, um, well, before we started recording, we were having a chit chat and we sort of delved into the matter of mental health. And I just thought that we should sort of bring it back 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we spoke about this on one, maybe our first yeah, episode. Yeah, but um, we, yeah. Talk, we touch on that every yeah. now and then. Yeah, every now and then. But for me, it's very important to me, especially you know when we talk about men's health. But today, I want us to sort of talk about, you know, generally from, from your own perspective from, yeah, yeah, through your eyes uh, why do you think even now there's little or no information regarding mental health why, why do you think that that is a thing regarding mental health yes. as a whole or regarding mental health as relating to, to men, men. No, well as relating to well as a whole Generally, as, a whole. And as relating yeah. to okay. men well I would say this from the point of an African mm. right um now, you growing up in an African home, right? Imagine you go to your Nigerian parent and you're like, Oh, I think I'm depressed. What do you think your answer would be? They'll tell you it's where I'm My dead. dear, go and sit down so I don't watch TV. They'll say it's because there's no light. Do you understand? And if your mom is like my mom, who is spiritual, yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord of Jesus, which one? Do you understand? So I feel like. Mm. Coming from that place is yeah, hard to is. actually talk about your mental health mm-hmm. because imagine you have a family full of people like that that don't yeah. believe that anything can. They don't want to listen to. They don't want to hear it. it, it, so, it, will, it will be, I mean, it will be much easier if they let you at least finish finish saying what's bothering you. But they don't even but get the to moment, that But the moment, because you know the thing is, I'm cool, my mom. Yeah. I, I talk to my mom a lot, right? But the moment, like we. I think now she's beginning to really understand how things are. But I can bet on myself as a ten years ago if I had said to my mom I'm depressed, you'd be like, ah, ah, they need depression in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the typical African parent. So, you know, it's so hard. And I think that, you know, this is 2021. Yeah. A lot of things have improved. A lot of like this is the new age. And I think that as parents are dancing with us on Instagram, doing TikTok videos, they should also understand that things like that when it comes to your mental health should be yeah. taken seriously. Because a lot of people don't get it until their kids commit suicide. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, that's coming from an African perspective. Mm-hmm. But for me, if you look around, if you look at if, if you look around, you know, Europe, mm-hmm. if you look at America, if you look at the first world countries, basically, um, I think they are going through the same problems. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you're having 12-year-olds yeah. you know, committing suicide mm-hmm. and stuff. And now, because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. a lot of people have lost jobs. I think the government, like you said, a lot, a lot has improved. The government is trying. Mm-hmm. But I just think that they need to try hard. They could do mm. more. They are not trying enough. The information is not out there. Mm. And I said something earlier, and I saw it when you looked at me somewhere. You wouldn't later agreed that the only people that get unconditional love in this world is women, children, mm-hmm. and dogs. Pets. Pets, basically. Yeah. And funny enough, I don't think I looked at you so much because when you said that, mm-hmm. I, I agreed with you. Ah, okay. I think it was... Because uh, I... I know as a woman, right, like I have a lot of male friends and there are certain things they tell me and I start to feel like, you know what, maybe we actually don't pay enough attention yeah. to men mm-hmm. and um, even with myself, I've been in a situation where I dated someone and he cried because I did something to upset him. My, my mm-hmm. first reaction was, I why did you cry? You know what, I think it's not even your fault, it's just inbuilt. Yeah. You get what I mean? That came yeah. subconsciously. Yeah. You looking at him and thinking, why, why, why is he like, crying? Why, why is he crying? The love 
a man gets is measured by what he brings it to can, the table. Absolutely. Which is why I say to people, the way the world is, the way the world has been from time immemorial, mm-hmm. yeah. if you are not bringing something to the table, you will find yourself on the menu. Mm-hmm. They love it, you know? And like, with that, I think it was a year after that that I had to reorientate myself. Mm-hmm. I sat down and I looked at things and I said, you know what? What I did was wrong, but it's just because I didn't know better. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, I've got a brother, I've got male friends, so I had to think about it. They're human beings, they're allowed to be emotional, yeah. and I don't think the society should condition men to be strong because you you force strength on men so yeah. much that and they are can, afraid to be vulnerable. Exactly, and if I can add one thing, um, um, like you said, it's not exactly a fault. You, you've probably been used to a system whereby you've seen men having to be strong, even mm, though... Hard guy, hard guy, you, you yeah. Understand? You know, big boy, like, when we first enter our suit, then, you know, we have some series of things that you have to do to uh, prove yourself, you know, to be a man. You understand? And if you didn't do those things, yeah, then it feels like you're not, you're not a, a man. man. You understand? Society tells you... You don't want to find yourself in that place. Society tells you you're the head of the house. <laughs> exactly. Society tells you you're a provider, yeah. you're a protector. Mm-hmm. And then you find your African you know, side, telling you that you are a king. Yeah. You are a warrior. Okay? Now, how does a king warrior provider, how does he cry? How is, how does, how do you, even Samson did not know how to be vulnerable. You know, and at some point, that was the strongest man in the world. Yeah. You know, so how do you expect people, if I break down, let me tell you, I broke down and I cried in front of somebody I was dating, you know, and uh, this person loved me. At that time, as much as a human could love another, but they didn't understand. I've had really close female friends when I was in uni that, you know, we call them school mother. You know how we used to go? Yeah, of course. And, you know, I've been vulnerable to them and they just didn't understand how to, you know, interpret that or how to react or how to approach. So I just feel that you get all this information. There's more information on TV right now about COVID, about, you know, what not to do, what to do. Nothing has been even spared to think about the mental health of the people that are actually going through the pandemic. Mm. Nothing has been spared. Nobody no, saying well. I don't, I don't agree with you. Uh, there is some effort. Let's not what effort, think of, especially in where we were in the UK. Yes or no questions now. Yes or no questions. Yeah. I just want yes or no. Okay. Yeah. Is it true that the government of this country spent over a billion? On PPE that did not work. Yes or no? Don't argue. Yes or no? I'm going to ask you four questions. Yes or no? no I can't say yes. Yes or no? Please. All right, I'll say yes okay. because I don't know much Number about two. No, it's, it, is, it was in the papers. It was there yeah, is no. And I'm sure before they can put anything in the papers, they put the wrong. It's way probably way more than that. Yeah. Okay. So two, did they spend millions on contracts to their colleagues, their friends? Their neighbors, their family. In case you don't know, a, a, a court actually found what's his name? Yeah, I heard about this idiot. Um, uh, yeah. Dominic Cummings, or what's his name? Yeah, guilty of yeah, outing contracts to his neighbor. You know, and there are mental health departments all across this country that have been slashed. For you what I'm saying is that I, I spend a lot when I get home. Because I do happen to have insomnia so many times, you know, so I don't sleep early. 
from about 10 till about 2 when I'm up working on my computer, mm -hmm. I listen to the news mm -hmm. just so I don't sleep off, you know, in case I'm working on something important. Mm -hmm. I do often see reports about mental health, but the difference is that it's not as popular and it's not as repeated as you would find about these other topics that you're talking about. You okay. know? Like, for instance, when Trump was about to be kicked out, that was it. that was like the rave of the moment. That was what every reporter had to talk about, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you talked about if you just chipping mental health, nobody was listening, okay. you know. But that but that doesn't mean that that report wasn't there. It was there for people that. Do you know what they call watershed? Watershed. <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay. The reason why kids can only watch TV to a particular time is because you know, like they won't show you all these gory yeah. sexual stuff, violence. So after like I think eight o'clock or so, yeah. from eight upwards is watershed. Yeah. Now we're talking about mental health. Here. Should it not be something that is shown during peak periods? I agree with you. I mean, you just I, said I, you I, see those things in the middle of the that's night. when I watch TV. I'm always on the road. That's what I'm seeing in the middle of the night when half. No, no, Femi. But that's Femi. when he chooses to yes, watch it. Yeah, exactly. Femi, don't. They are not doing enough. I agree with you that they are not doing enough. enough. But I'm so just saying that the question while you're crucifying, mm. just be. I'm not crucifying them. I'm just the telling you to say that. Yeah, okay, at least no. There's some. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, but what last time I said? What last time I said? The government is trying. Yeah, but they need to do what try a lot more harder. I don't want to say something that will probably cost me my job or anything. I can go down this route, I can open this door yeah. and probably go through it and you will see what I'm saying. You get me? I know for a fact that yeah, they are not mean, trying yeah. enough. Yeah. So the question I want to ask Tipsy is what do you think, you know, as a woman, what do you think is the way forward when it comes to mental health and men, you know, improving their mental health? What do you think we can do when related to women? And to be honest, I don't know because the only thing I will say to my male friend is because I understand personally, you yeah. can talk to me. But I cannot tell you to do that to another female friend because she might not understand. understand yeah. It's about everybody's orientation yeah. and how yeah. much they allow themselves to understand. understand yeah. Now, if you want to speak to somebody who just looks at men as, ah, you should be strong now, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. da, da, da. She'll just look at you like, and actually there are some women who if you ask them what kind of man would you date they, they want a strong man someone who they can lean on but not allowed to lean on this is what this is what confuses me I, I think a lot of women we confuse ourselves right mm. because now everybody comes across as oh I want a guy I can lean on I want a hard guy da, 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 da. now guess what they get into a relationship and then they start complaining. He's not emotional. Yeah. He doesn't show. He's yeah, not even. He <laughs> what do you want? You want an emotional man or you want a mentally uh, strong man that will not pay attention to you? To like see, you need to choose. To that, that rabbit hole that you're going to is so wide. It's I can begin on that. It confuses me as a woman. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's, I think it's just the way. It's, it's just the nature of. I wouldn't want to say just women. Even men too. I give you that. You know. You say you want this, then as soon as you get that, you're saying, oh, but that's not exactly what I want, you know. I could prefer You can't satisfy you, man. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's just a short way. Well, but coming to mental health, I think the way to shape the man 
of the future is just we we're growing up, you know, you've got kids, I've got kids. Yes. You know, when you have your kids and you know, whoever you is in your circle, let's you know, mm. let's talk to them about these things, you know. Okay. Let them know that. Well, I was telling my son, mm. it's okay to cry. Yeah, absolutely. Cry. Just, you know, because my daughter was, was, you know, making fun of me one day. I said, look, are you cry like a girl? I said, look, it's okay to cry. If you feel like crying, cry. Speak your mind. Mm-hmm. Always tell me. Because we make a lot, if you notice, in the past, we make, it, mm. we make fun of the white people a lot. Mm. We tell them, oh, they treat their children as their friends. Yeah. And that's why those kids lack respect in public. Yeah, but if you think about it, they create this safe space Absolutely. where their kids do not even think twice to approach them mm-hmm. and discuss anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the African communities, when we're not out walking like slaves, just to, we believe that love, parental love means putting clothes on their backs, feeding them and that's why you hear parents say it all the time i put clothes on your back i feed you i sent you to most of the school i work so hard but that is not love the amount of times that african parents make you feel guilty you know and about being a child you know what i mean oh my god and, and then they grow and they realize that i myself like you guys had sex why are you playing why are you playing you know what i mean i, I wish i could you know no 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 i think it's just it's just the way we grew up it's the way they grew up you understand their parents must have sang this song to their heads so much so they are just you know, do you know something i find myself singing such things not exactly in those words, you know, but some <laughs> such similar things to my kids. Mm-hmm. Then I backtrack quickly because now I'm aware, I'm conscious. A lot, of, a lot of people back home, like okay, my dad came came around um, just before the COVID, you know, and it was like uh, I was seeing him talking to my mom. I held her head and they were like, uh, it's not like she I can't discipline his kids because he loves them too much, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm like, no, dad. I understood all the discipline you gave me. Yes, I do. But it's just now I'm willing to try another approach. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. I, I love my dad. Who I am today, you know, all some some there are some certain uh, elements of discipline that I have, mm-hmm. I have that I have right now. It's because of the discipline I received from him. But I do not agree with the method he went went with it. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I'm here now, I've got my own keys, I'm trying to try a new method with them, you know, a different method, you know. The, the, what, so, at the end of the day, it's just say, the approach, isn't it? What I would also say is, women are not mind readers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't, you're not professor, exilier, or the exilier. Yeah. You don't know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As men, we also need to be able to trust. I think everything is just, everything results to trust. Because mm-hmm. if I trust you enough, as my girlfriend, or as a woman that I'm friends with, or as my wife, I should be able to come to you and say, you know what, I'm really struggling mentally. I'm, I'm re- I feel so sad. But you find so many men are depressed today, and they can't say a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you should also, like you said, most men don't know how to react or how to. But I will still speak up. And we also need to learn to not put so much pressure on ourselves. I'll tell you what, during this COVID, I've sat down and I've thought, oh my God, some of my side businesses have sort of struggled. I've thought to myself, what if I lose my job? And then you start having this anxiety. But 
since I lost both of my parents and I sort of battled a lot of depression and then I sort of, my life changed. But since then I've told myself that, look, stop worrying over situations you have no control over. You know, my wife was telling me don't do a war about our projects. I said, look, there is nothing we can do. It's like you say, an African saying that if your knife cuts your hand, if you like, take that knife, throw it in the fire out of anger, throw it in the well. The knife has done what, what it has done. You get me? So we need to learn to stop dwelling unnecessarily on situations that you have absolutely no control over. I don't want us to, to stay too long on this. I just want to tell I hope our viewers and um, listeners get the message, you know, look yeah. after your mental health, um, you know. Make sure you talk to someone when you can. But let's keep things spicy. But also, yeah. I, I think that for women as well, I'm saying from the perspective of a woman, I think that it's high time we started actually thinking wider than what the society has confined us to think about. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah, that's a good one. Because we are so stuck in that a man has to be strong. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we need to be more compassionate towards men. Yeah. Yes, I understand you look up to your man as your provider, but you yes. also have to understand that he's got his weak moments exactly. and he needs love, yep. attention, and compassion yeah. too. And please stop buying singlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we need a trophy for You invest in your man, you understand, he comes back. And I don't want to support men who cheat on their women. But this that's not the point here, you know. The point is this. Imagine if your man feels confident to actually talk to you. Of course. You understand? That's like your best friend. As long as you can talk about exactly. anything, you can come on. Exactly. Not like you're gonna shut him down as soon as mm-hmm. he tries to open mm-hmm. up. You know, so many instances we watch soap operas when the man is trying to say something, the man's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, you know, and the guy's like, okay, maybe just shut up, guy. <laughs> you understand? Because he doesn't want to be scolded. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's an investment in your man, and the same thing goes for women too. You know, men investing in women that allowing them, you know, express themselves. Exactly. Women are very good at doing that, anyways. They will tell you they are two bits. <laughs> Moving on from that, that's a very serious discussion. I want us to do so. <laughs> Let's unspice it a little bit. All right, what is something that looks red free in your head? Something that you just can't get rid of. You just think of it. Let me start. Let me start. I think the fact that it's worked so hard. Do you know that you say both the greatest. Runner, athletes, yeah. athletes in the entire world. I believe is the best that ever was, is the best that is, and is the best that will ever be. Do you know that all through his career, he's only ran for 115 seconds? Mm-hmm. Because he runs the 100 meters, mm-hmm. it's 10 seconds. Yeah. 10 seconds? Yeah, 100 wow. meters is 10 wow. seconds, and he does it in less than 10 seconds anyway. Mm-hmm. All through his career, he's ran 115 seconds. 
and he's made over 120 million dollars from it. Yeah, I'm in the wrong profession, man. But he trained for 20 years. <laughs> so I just think the fact that this guy has trained for 20 years to run in for two minutes to make 120 million, it just leaves rent free. I can't just not, not think. It's not about the money for me. It's the fact that if it takes 20 years to train to train to get to, to do something level. for two minutes. And you get that much But money. in today's world, yeah, people want yeah. microwave success. You want to get rich quick, you know? Yeah, it lives here. So, so you just give us an example. I'll tell you what. Mine is, when it rains here, I expect Nepa to take the drive. <laughs> okay? Because ah, that's how it goes in Nigeria. That's how I'm saying That's why I said Nepa. Because somehow you just put yourself in that Nigerian situation. Ah, Nepa is going to take the drive. <laughs> so, yeah, when it rains, I just expect that she's going to come. I think for me, um, it would still be the fact that Taking, I mean, the expectations of friends, relatives, families in Nigeria. That's one thing that I no, can't What I mean of. is something abstract that just leaves rain. Like what she said, every time it rains. Because in Nigeria, at the sound of thunder like this, the electricity goes off. So now she lives in the first world country. You know what I mean? So, like, what is. You know, I, I really can't think of anything. Like, for me, apart for me, when I. When, when, like, we live in England now. When I travel, at least to the few countries I've, I've been to, and I see them, you know, celebrating their culture, like mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day, uh, Halloween, yeah. and I sit and I tell myself that how, how did our ancestors, how did Europeans manage to, you know, use Christianity to convince us that polygamy is a sin, <laughs> and then homosexuality and lesbianism. Are human rights. I'm not saying that I'm not. I have nothing against those things, but I just don't understand how Africa. Have you noticed how Africans have sort of demonized their own culture, mm. and then they go abroad and then celebrate Halloween and all that stuff. But when when you hear about a New Year festival, yeah. you, you totally say, "Oh, it's demonic and stuff." We, I just think that how did these people manage? And they used Christianity to do it. Yeah, and for me, just leave it. I, I can't stop thinking about it. In one phrase, I think it was a tool that suited the time. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that. But it's still happening now, though. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, because it's in bad. It's like slavery, you know. When they shackled our ancestors and all that, it was then, right? Mm-hmm. But with the kids, we're still suffering from it. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's something that. They, I'm sure even the, the guys that devised that means. They didn't expect that it was going to take forever like this to shackle us. Mm-hmm. You understand? You see, the it's next just a mentality. It's the mentality that we have not been able to shake off mm-hmm. as Africans. That's just where I say. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think of that I don't know. Have you been to America? Mm-hmm. I know you travel a lot. Do you know that? Well, you probably know. If you eat in American restaurants, unlike here, where you go and you pay the bill, they collect your card yeah. and then take it away. Yeah, 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 and I think to myself that to the two, it is what happens here. Yeah, yeah. You, your cash. I don't oh, okay, you sit like we're sitting now. I yeah. won't finish eating. You sit now, the waiter or waitress, they and, they'll come, and they'll take yeah. your card and take it away. To to Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria. And I think you know what I mean. That is something. And I won't lie. I will say 
Well, we're talking about something that needs rent free. Actually, they do it here too. They do some restaurant. No, no, no so in those posh restaurants, they don't. What they do, they bring the POS to you. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's they because bring the POS our limit before was 30 pounds because of COVID it's gone to 45. No, 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 that's and what I'm saying. They bring the POS to yeah. you. Put the America card has always had that swipe. You put the card in and you pay. Yeah. But in America, and I always think that. Maybe that's why that is the capital of credit card fraud. Because if you think about it, it's so easy. Yeah, and yeah. nobody's investigating or looking closely at those people that work at all those places. Because yeah. the people who do that card, most of them are widened. They, they don't even know. But that's the thing. Because anyone, it takes a few seconds to just take a picture of the front and the back of the card. And you're screwed. Mm-hmm. But don't forget that most of these restaurants that are played that way, they've got CCTV as well. You know? So they, no CCTV. If inside, you inside investigate, they might actually find a staff who does that. I'm just saying, if there's need for investigation anyways. Hmm. But um, so I wanted to ask you a question. Um, just to keep it spicy a bit, you know, who are your favorite celebrity couple right now? Couple? Yeah. In the world. In the world. Is that yeah. yeah, in the world. Oh, it's gonna be Sierra and Russell. I knew you were gonna say that. I like them. I like them. <laughs> good, good, I knew you were gonna say that. He looks super in love with her and she yeah. looks like she loves him back too. So that's that's nice. Those are the ones you know that if you hear that they break up, you will definitely sort of. Even though it has nothing to do with you. Even though it has nothing to do with you. You kind of think that, ah, why now? That's how I felt when Kobe Bryant died. I'm like, yeah, I do. He has nothing to do with you. But he didn't just pay me for no reason, you know? like. And who's your favorite, um, what's it called? I'm gonna put this. I don't wanna say title winner because it kind of limits it. Musicians are not title winners, really. But who's your favorite celebrity right now? In Nigeria or anywhere, uh, anywhere in the world. That is my brother. And I absolutely adore Olamide's talent. I yeah. adore how he puts everybody on. Olamide is a silent person. He doesn't go he doesn't and make, yeah, very, he doesn't well, very crazy, crazy before. Just, he, has, he has acted crazy a few times. Well, but then when he went and at the Eddie's Award years ago. No, he didn't. He, he needed there, to do no, that. there was other ways. Well, to not talk about that. I know you are passionate about him because you're See, like, like what's industry brother? But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Okay. There are ways of handling situations. It's happened in the past. It's grown out of it. But man, I'm, I'm happy that I did that. Thank you. I'm happy that you did that. I'm happy that you did that. But I'll tell you, Alamide is an amazing person in real life. I agree. I just adore him, so I think that Alamide is one of those people that I completely adore and I like. I like Heidi Kabasa. I just like mm-hmm. that crew. Like, yeah. Basically, that's, that's me. Okay, that's and who's your favorite sports person right now? I'm, I'm not into sports, so I don't. You don't, you don't follow not any kind of. I'm not Anthony Joshua, not uh, Serena Williams, not even Tiger Woods. Golf? No? Yeah, okay. Not my thing. All right. Yeah. Um, I was reading something last week, and uh, the news story said researchers have found evidence that a group of still unknown humans were interbred with our ancestors. So basically, they found ghost lineage. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is where I'm going to. And when I read that, I looked at my wife. No, no, no. Hear me out. When I read that, when I read it, I looked at my wife and I said, should we tell them? Because (laughs) as Africans, you know that from our ancestors, a lot of Africans, well, Nigeria, as an example, were sort of 
moving closer towards we copy everything from Europe, you know, so mm-hmm. like you know, but we're still deeply entrenched in spirituality. And I don't want to ask if you believe in ghosts or not, but let me give you a story that will make you understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Um I used to have this friend when I was in uni. I think did you go to Osho too? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I went to Bristol University in Nigeria for my first degree, I had this very close friend of mine who we did almost everything together. We were so close. But you know what normally happens when people leave university and then you sort of lose touch? Mm-hmm. And after about six or eight months, this guy is a twin. His twin brother called me. I was sleeping that day and he called me to say, Oh no, this guy, this friend of mine called me. To tell me that ah, how come we've lost touch and all that stuff? How come we don't keep it anymore? What, like, what really happened? We're so close and all that stuff. And then I apologized and we talked and he told me what he wanted to do because he wanted to be a footballer. He was so good then. And we have about 10 15 minutes to talk. Mm-hmm. We cut the call. Three hours or four hours later, that same day in the evening, his twin brother called me to tell me that, well, he knows how close I was to his twin, that's why he's just calling me really just to invite me to the burial because apparently I died about three, four weeks before. And you spoke to that person? I spoke to him that afternoon. And how I know I wasn't dreaming was this. That, that was when Nokia N70 came out. I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. speak of that phone. That phone, you can record incoming and outgoing calls. Yeah. That phone. I did not know. I forgot him. Because people say, I put your la la, you know how you know African. You say, maybe you dreamt it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your body just, you know. I didn't dream. How would I dream? I remember all the conversation we had on the phone now. Like two, three days after, I don't know what I was looking for on that phone. And, so, and I just saw that app that records that, automatically records incoming. And I, and, I, and I clicked on it. And I played everything. And that was when I felt sick. So you see, these things happen. I, I generally believe that, well, our ancestors tell us that when people die untimely, yeah. their souls do not transcend immediately. Mm-hmm. They sort of wonder the death. Because a cousin of mine told me one thing. When I when um she used to be in a boarding school mm-hmm. with our younger brother. Mm-hmm. And in school one day. Well, I've heard so many stories about stuff like that actually, where people will be in boarding school and then one of their parents will come and visit them unexpectedly, say, Well, I just thought I was doing something nearby, I just thought I should just come check on you guys. Blah blah blah, this is provision, this is money, yeah, and all that stuff. Meanwhile, somebody else will come that same day or the next day that their dad or their mom had died like weeks <laughs> ago. Mm-hmm. You know that you know that kind of stuff. So it's and uh, even though I heard those stories, the one that happened to me, you know, really was like an eye-opener. So I just want to know how where do you stand on stuff like that? Are you full on, you know, hip hop, civilization mm-hmm. and pop culture and all that stuff? Or do you Tend to believe in stuff like that. No matter how much of a civilized person I am, mm-hmm. I still believe deeply in my African roots. Mm-hmm. I still believe in a lot of things like ghosts and all that because you know, um, as much as a lot of the Yoruba movies that are out there, are <laughs> minutes, right? Mm-hmm. There are still some that you yeah. watch and yeah. you're like. Oh, it okay. makes sense. It this actually, makes sense. It yeah. means that things like this happen. That's yeah. why they could make a movie mm-hmm. about it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, I, I believe in ghosts because yes, I do hear things that people yeah. tell me about it, and 
I don't think it's a big deal to me because that's how I grew up. Yeah. Knowing that mm-hmm. they exist, mm-hmm. knowing that some people don't fully go. Have you had any personal experience? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to myself. <laughs> because, you see, because you see, there's what that happened again in 2016. And uh, I didn't want to include that in the story, but let's leave it because this was really, really personal. When my mom passed away, and being our only child, it fell on me to organize the burial and everything. So I left this country and I went to Nigeria and I was putting things in. So I start contacting you know, everyone that I could remember. You know, it was really hard, and um, I couldn't go to Nigeria to bury her until three weeks after she passed away. Her body was left in the uh, mortuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a burial three weeks after she passed away and all that stuff. And then I came back to the UK. Then as I was going through my phone, I left because you, everybody knows when you are going to Nigeria, you don't take your most mm-hmm. precious phone to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You, you're not bringing it back. I have this like <laughs> thing that I bought specifically for that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm traveling, I take that with me mm-hmm. because of police palaver. And when I came back, I went on my phone and then I was looking through the numbers and there was this big auntie. We call her big auntie, big auntie. She's like an auntie to my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that I had not, she didn't even go to bed. I didn't tell her because she lives in Canada, mm-hmm. far away. So I called her and said, well, I'm so sorry. I was unable to contact you, blah, blah, blah. This is what has happened. My mom passed away, blah, blah, blah. We buried her. I'm so sorry. Sleep my body. And then she just fainted. I just heard the screaming at the others on the line. She had fainted. And then they rushed out to the hospital. And I kept calling and calling and calling. And it was later that her son called me to let me know that it's unbelievable that my mom came to spend the whole weekend with them. And she mm-hmm. passed away. This was weeks oh, after what? she passed away. Yeah. That she came to their house and she spent the whole she came to the house Friday evening, she spent Saturday. Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to start calling everybody the first time. I was like, yo, I need to call their family. Uh, you know, I'm not going to This thing I'm telling you, this woman spent a long time in the hospital. Because she had mental breakdown. Of course. Because it was hard for, you know, it was just hard to, to come to terms with what like, even me hearing it, because I've had examples, and I've had people who will say, ah, I saw this person at the market, and this is somebody who knew that I've died. Mm-hmm. But, it wasn't. It was shocking to me because this was my mom that I saw her body. I put it in the ground myself, you know. And you know, it it, it really is just one of those things. I believe in those deep spirits. Not to wear you guys uh, out, uh, but you know, I, in my own life, I actually lost two, you know, three family members. You know, my siblings, my elder brother, my younger brother, and my oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. One's a sickle cell, and oh, the other's mysteriously. Yeah. 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 I would have, I would do anything to get that kind of a moment. Yeah, but you see, it's a, you know, I used to <laughs> I tell know. myself, was it King Saul in the Bible that went to pay money for them to resurrect the spirit of his mother just so he could have a moment? And you saw what happened to him later. He got punished, he ran mad, even God punished him. But I'm not putting, mm, I'm, I not know, putting I I'm not putting religion into it. But I just think that I would not want to have that. I always tell myself that I would give anything to just have five minutes of conversation with my mom. But you see, there's always a fallout. Yeah, there's a, there's a fallout. Because if you have a mental breakdown, what, what comes after that? What happens? You get what I mean? What comes after that? So we've waited ourselves out enough. <laughs> Let's go to the real gist here that I've been waiting for. Till she's explaining. <laughs> I want to play something and then we will delve into it. Let's just hear something. It's for less, less than a minute. You will know who it is when it starts speaking. Just hear me out. I didn't know this. 
complete lies, which is rarely, well, which really always is, basically, which is a shame. But, you know, it's something I'd love to do, and you know, now I've had the chance once, and I suppose I've, I've got quite into it. Um, and at the end of the day, if you join the army, you expect to go on operations. I don't want to sit around at Windsor because um, I just generally don't like England that much, and yes. you know, it's not yeah, to be away from all the best. Share this, share, just share this. Yeah, right. Do you read? Keep their mouths shut. Um, if I. Yes. Enjoy getting stuck. But it likes. Yeah, which is rarely, well, which really always is, basically. Which is a shame. But, you know, it's something I'd love to do, and you know, now I've had the chance yeah. once, and I suppose I've, I've got quite into it. Um, and at the end of the day, if you join the army, you expect to go on operations. I don't want to sit around at Windsor because um, I just generally don't like England that much and you know it's nice to be away from all the press and the papers and the general show that they write. Now that is Prince Harry. Mm. While he was in the army. This is not the opera interview, mind you. Mm. Now see this interview was when he was a teenager. Mm -hmm. This was years before he met Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. You heard it in his own words saying he does not like to stay mm -hmm. in England, right? But it's just, I, I want to hear a woman's perspective on this because we briefly glanced through it uh, some episodes ago. I just said, why do you think so many people in this country dislike this woman? Why do you think they are putting all the blame? Because it's the usual thing where people say, oh, she's turned his back against his family. She's the reason why he doesn't want to leave in the royal palace. She's the reason why he's doing this. She's the reason why, why, why do you think that the British people, the English people, why do you think they, are, they, are, they, are, they have this outlook on this woman? First of all, what I think is, I think that racism exists in this country, but it's low-key. Yeah. They do it in such a nice, subtle, shady way. I think what you want to say is, you think this Absolutely. is deeply entrenched in racism. Mind you, they were like this with Princess Diana too, and she was yeah. right. Let me finish. Yeah. Okay. So that's one because you will realize the moment they started dating, they started bringing up backstories about her, blah blah blah. blah just to destroy her, just to destroy, just to make her have like a negative outlook and all that. So that's one. Number two, because they're really afraid to face the actual person who has his own opinions on oh, yeah. how he doesn't. They're looking for someone to blame. So it's blame, convenient yeah. for them to, to blame. Put it all on her. It's just a convenient excuse because. See someone like Piers Morgan and how much he. I was coming to that. You know. <laughs> like you would think they have like a the obsession. Do you know what angers me? Do you know what angers me? The excuse now is that oh, Prince Philip is sick, and they are going, you know, continuing with this opera interview. And I just think, what has that got no, to do? They don't even get. I don't think this is a man that survived First World War. This man survived Second World War. But it is a opera interview that will kill him. They are conveniently they didn't have this much energy. Everybody for a priest for the other guy that was wanted by the FBI. It's just a convenient exactly. Everybody it's knows a, it's a convenient yeah. excuse. It's a and also everybody accused of being a pedophile. Has always been a controversial person. No, no, it's not about being controversial. This guy he has pursued this woman endlessly. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what guys do? Because I heard a rumor that he invited her to a dinner or something years ago and she sort of politely turned him down and since then he has been mm -hmm. out to get her. And I just think it's one thing that those guys, some guys do where they try to get a woman's attention 
I just say, so, no, I'm not interested. And they're like, yeah, little bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, she's become a bitch to you. And I think it's quite immature. And I think this guy, something needs to be done. I find it a bit creepy. It is. Because when you check his Twitter, like, the way he attacks her is too much. And then I just start to ask, like, is it like... You ask this lady out or like, what is this annoying <laughs> behavior? It's too, much. it's too much. Can I ask a question? Is there a difference between being in a relationship and dating? Oh yeah, of course, there is. Because, uh, um, well, the way I see it, don't let us take it back to the universe. <laughs> or, so many people were in relationships, but they were still dating. You know, as a woman, and I think there's a bit of a, what do you call it here? Don't stand that involved. Because women are allowed, if you're not in a relationship with anyone, you're allowed to date different people. Of course. Because if you date different people, it's from there that you can decide, decide who you want to be in a relationship. There you go. Yeah. But when you're in a relationship, okay, now let me ask you, when you're dating all those people, mm-hmm. are you in a relationship with them? No. No. Does anything sexual happen while you are dating those people? <laughs> are you asking? <laughs> no, from the perspective of a woman, isn't it? But, oh, but, but even sexual it's from the doesn't determine. But that's, what I'm, saying. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're in a relationship with someone, yeah, the way you move is different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, aha. Yeah, because you know why I asked you that? Because mm-hmm. I think two weeks ago, my children, I went, oh, I miss my guy. I'm dating, but I'm not in a relationship. We are dating, but if either of us finds someone that makes them happy, they were free to go. Yeah. And people kept commenting like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I think it's because during, in a relationship, there are certain commitments that come with it. Mm-hmm. Not marriage now. Of course. Relationship. Mm-hmm. But let me give you an example. I was in a relationship with someone for close to five years when mm-hmm. I was in uni, back in those days. Mm-hmm. But then, when I left school, and I left her in school, she met someone else, and sort of went with that person and it really helped me at the time but it took me years to realize that I could see clearly and I didn't blame her but the only thing I blamed her for the only thing I blamed her for was how she went about About it because she could have ended the relationship with me and you know instead of me finding out that way but when you're in a relationship you're expected to move differently Mm -hmm. but when you're dating uh, yeah, because I kind of feel like I need people to know this that mm-hmm. there's a difference between dating and being in a relationship. Oh, there is. Obviously, when you're dating, you could be dating three people at the same time. It mm-hmm. means that you probably just enjoy your company, yeah. going out for food. Of course, and having sex with them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So don't start like, oh yeah, man, come on now. Like, I just get so. Okay, tired. let me ask you. This guy you're talking of, your man that you're talking of, that you put on Twitter. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Are you in a relationship with him or you're dating? We're dating. You're just dating? Uh-uh. Then there's no problem. No, we're dating because... No, seriously. You, no, 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 let, no, let me see. I don't see anything wrong with this, honestly, because you're not in a relationship with him. You're dating. Okay, so... As you're dating him, you could be dating other people. Of course, because to me, I feel like, okay, like, I really like this person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he likes me too, mm-hmm. but I feel like when you say that you're in a relationship with someone, there's certain sort of commitment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It might not be marriage, but... At least there's a plan of being together mm-hmm. or, or something. Do you know what I mean? There's just something like a bit more commitment than, oh, we're just dating. Like, I like you. Okay, I like you too. So where are we going with this? I don't know. Let's just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. That's 
that's more or less like being in an open relationship. Open relationship. Yeah. So, and I, also, I think dating is the part where you're supposed to get to know the person if they are into you and if you're into yeah. them. I and if share, you share know, know, the things that might qualify you guys for a relationship. Basically. But then, like, I think Nigerian Twitter do not understand because you know there's a difference yeah. in Nigerian Twitter. Oh, yeah. And the rest of the world. I think it has to do with the mentality. Mentality. Yeah. yeah, because I've been seeing more and more situations. Even, even in Nigeria, we never talk about dating. I, I mean, I grew up in Nigeria, I spent most of my life. Nigeria just believe some you people met somebody that approaches you. You don't date. Once you approach someone, you're talking, they don't... Because, you know, I had... And when they see you try to date somebody else, like, oh. Yeah, oh my God. Exactly. You know, I had this conversation with a friend yesterday, right? Because, okay, the conversation we had was, we used to spend a lot of time on the phone, talking, like, people call me, yeah, 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 cool. And then his friend says to him, he never said to me that he liked me. He never, never said anything yeah. like that. Then his friend came and went, I want her phone number. I like her. Yeah. Guess what he does? Nah, he gives his blocked. friend oh, he did. my number. Oh, okay. He ignores you, friend. He didn't ignore me. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I met his friend and I liked his friend. So what happens? Oh, but did you not know that I liked you? Excuse me. Why did you not? Open your mouth. Why did you, you used to talk? And the first thing is, even if you are open his mouth, this this And I just said, he said to me, he said, "Oh, listen, because I'm a grown man, and and my in my grown up years, I expect you to feel the vibes. I expect you to know. I don't feel like we cook together and we eat. You know what I mean? I've taken you to lunch twice now. You should go and eat. So I'm spending all this money. I didn't know that I had a girlfriend. It's like, look, you know, my adult years, I've never had to ask a girl out and say, "Oh, I like you. Would you be my girlfriend?" So exactly how do like? But what you need to understand is that has to do with upbringing it's the African effect. I would call it the African effect. Right. Because even in today's society, even with the well learned people, if you go to Nigeria today and if you meet someone, say I've gone to an interview with him and I've met you there, hey hello, how are you doing? Join us for lunch and we've had lunch. I can I exchange numbers? Fine. Can we and I call you up one day, I'm hungry. I'm interested in dinner and we meet here or I'll come pick you up. And we do two, three of that. In the mindsets of Africans we're already in this. Yeah, in the relationship. I'm going to find someone else. You're confusing me. We're already in a relationship. 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 We're already in let me tell you what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Similar, something like this. Where I used to live, there's this girl there. And it's not as if she's not pretty, but you know when you live with someone, and that it's just not there for me. Mm-hmm. But she's so nice. She would cook for us, take care of all the boys in the hostel, and all that stuff. But me, I didn't know that in her head. She's doing it already set for me. <laughs> so when she sees me bring my girlfriend there, oh, she'll be boiling. She's and I don't know her attitude will change, but I'm like, like what's good. up? Are yeah. you okay? Like, and then she'll be like, me, me, me. She, I brought somebody. I'm like, uh, uh sorry. You know, I realized that oh. This is the issue. Please, here. I hope you're recording this part because I need we to put this part of my See, yeah? We are. I am begging oh in the name of God, if you like me, come with your full chest. Nah, your I mean, and say, say it out. See, 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 this is 
how I feel about you. Know? you. We're not sitting over the fence. We're not doing all. We just like each other. We're talking, and then you start expecting me to be loyal to your silence. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you have know? to yeah. open the door. Like I said earlier, women are not mind readers. You I mean, know, let's just say people are not mind readers. So this works both ways. I think you were having a live conversation with someone. Um, was he? Ah, I forgot this guy. I think I joined the live for a few minutes, so, um, and you were saying something like this recently, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, like it's the truth. Like I feel like if you like someone, yeah, just be straight with your intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, babe, listen, I like you. Let's just go with the flow. It's not like I have anything planned. You understand that? Like mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Now it's up to the girl to say, say yes, oh, I want to go with it, or I don't want to go with it. But if you're sure of what you want, I want to be in a relationship with you. That's cool. Come on, say that. But it's not like you will talk to me, you will go on and off, and then you expect me to know that we're in a relationship where you never said anything about it. <laughs> you know, then, I think Titi has been looking for an avenue to come to come on to this. And she's utilizing this properly because the way she does clearly, like, you say, I beg you, you know, I'm gone. Because if you want to catch cruiser vibes, there's yeah. a time for that as well. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. you know, I have a time of the year that I want to catch cruiser vibes, mm-hmm. and I have a time that I want to be be with someone. Do you understand? So if you know that you don't actually just bruv, just please be honest or all adults, like there's no point. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen this um, new coming to America? No. Yeah, people have sort of bashed it, kind of, but I don't know. I, I, I saw reviews about it, but... Yeah, I've seen it. I saw it yesterday. And the only thing I'll say is, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It's actually funny, but they could have... Done better? They could, they could have done better yeah. in some aspects, but yeah. Um, what's... what's, what's what um, movie have you seen recently that you really, really would like recently. that you think people should see? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I can't, I can't even lie. I haven't seen anything recently. Because it's just been work, sleeping, uni. It's, mm-hmm. I, I haven't had time to watch anything. Yeah. What but do you do for work? I work at NHS. No, I talk shit. <laughs> You know what I like about this girl? <laughs> you know what? Is, I'll tell you this though. And I don't mind saying it. She's down to it. Yeah, she's down to it. So, so like, you know. You need to watch her Instagram. Free vibes. I want your Instagram. Let me invite you now. Watch your Instagram so that people can add you, I beg. Tipsy and Noko. Tipsy and Noko. I think I've already added that. Is it Tipsy and T? S Y S Y Yes, Y Tipsy. Yeah, tipsy. Yeah, tipsy. Yeah, tipsy. Yeah, tipsy. I think that okay, we are tipsy. I already added you say for sure. Thank you. See you. You're hearing it, viewers, man. If you're in love with someone, at least, yeah, come and say, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're not sure what you feel is love, but you have, you know, feelings for them, you know, just yeah. say, you know, so rather mm-hmm. than just assume that that person is ready to, you know, swear a lot with you. Yeah, because, you know, like, I'm not even gonna lie, right? Like, I feel like, because I've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it actually hurt me because it put me in a situation where I could have lost Wait, somebody that I cared about because of us not Do you understand? <laughs> it's like that kind of thing where we talk to each other, we know we like each other, but mm-hmm. you've never said anything about 
oh, this is where I want you to be in my life. This is, but then you know, you see me with someone else mm-hmm. and you get upset. So mm-hmm. then I'm in a position where I'm like, do I owe him an explanation? Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. I not? Like, yeah. it's like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. But do, you, do you think it could be that that person was feeding their time to see if they would actually step up? You know, because sometimes you're sure, but not exactly. Not everybody can walk up to a lady and you know start shooting their shots immediately. But if you've been Some friends like for like so long, so long, you talk yeah. every day, you talk so much. Oh, okay. I will tell you why. Okay, when we've been friends for like say two years now, but me, I know. I'm feeling about you. <laughs> now, I'm now suddenly, maybe I went out with Sky and I took two, three shots of petrol or whatever. Now, I mustered up the courage to say, as a nice, I'm going to tell her. Let me tell you, all those two years, you need to understand, I've been vicious sucking your breast. Okay. <laughs> I've been vicious doing things to you already. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. for you. Now, for me to not come to you and say, you see, it's not like all this while being friends, you know, I've always admired you, you're my kind of blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I think there's a connection there, and I want us to, you know, take it a step further. Now, when you say no, you know how men deal with rejection, even the best of men. They might not show it. But now, it might not be awkward from your perspective, like Sky said. You are right. But for me, I'm thinking that's now she knows that I've been thinking of talking about this. So all this while, that time she was sick and I put her head on my shoulder. I've been thinking of all those. See, when I was in uni, there's this girl, Viola. She would change in front of me. Mm -hmm. Because she knows the sort of level we did. We are close friends. Mm-hmm. We are so. She tells me about other She will be. I will be now that she will be in her night panties and all that. Mm-hmm. It was not awkward or anything. But imagine me now telling her that you know what I've always fancied you to be honest. So she will be like, so all this while I felt comfortable with this guy being that is my yeah, best yeah. friend. That breast is being seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know the thing, right? Like obviously, I like breast now. You're focused on the sucking breast part. No, I don't know. I'm not using that as a body body. Don't lie to yourself. No, no, no. Let me try. I don't want that to forget. Before you say the same thing, I don't want that to forget. Your best friend right now, your male friend, your best male friend. You think if you're fine, pussy will Let me tell you something. You see, half of my male friends. Most of them like me, and I know that. Uh-huh. But somehow we get past that. But do you still know if your father pussy, they'll take it. Of course, I know you. She just said they like. I know, I know that. Mm-hmm. But there's a way we get through this conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? It takes two people that really still want to stay friends yeah, to get through this phase. Yeah. And for me, it's not like if you say to me, "Babe, see, I really like you. I've got way too much." Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I'm thinking in my head, for a guy, you, you're thinking, ah, "I want to suck your breast." Yeah. Me, in my own head, is more emotional. Like, oh, maybe because I will see myself as an emotionally intelligent person, mm-hmm. and I think of both people's like yeah. thoughts. Just so you know, I was joking with some breast thing because it's this, this episode has been too serious. It's okay. But I'm just telling you that. Is sex part of relationship or not? Either whatever which way you want to look at it. it so for any guy that has like that wants to be emotionally involved with you, mm-hmm. at some point they are thought about it. Yeah. If that's somebody who's free and the question that I was going into based on what you've said that there's a way you sort of maturely move yeah. past the awkwardness sure. is if you were someone like my friend back in those uni days, be like that used to just feel free to undress mm-hmm. and stuff in front of me. The moment I say those things mm-hmm. and we move past those things, we used to be able to do that. You can't. No, because the opponent is 
is now there. Because obviously, from that point. Because you know, so this guy is cool. Yeah, so then I would probably be more careful about things mm-hmm. that I do around you. Yeah. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even want to bring my boyfriend around you because I feel like yeah. he will offend yeah. you, he will hurt you. So then, you know, somehow it, it's just That's common true. sense mm-hmm. how to do it. I, I think at the end of the day, just is about taking a risk in it. You want something so bad, take a risk. If it's no, mm-hmm. you know, then you find a way to deal with it at that yeah. point. Yeah. Quick one, what do you feel about the current state of, you know, uh, entertainment industry in Nigeria as opposed to in the UK? Oh, okay. Okay. I feel that obviously entertainment in Nigeria is entertainment in Nigeria. It's flourishing. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And entertainment in the UK is not as much as I'm talking from the Nigerian perspective. Yeah, yeah. Nigerian entertainment in the UK. In the UK, there are a lot of talented artists in the UK. Yeah, there's more logo, there's Oni B, there's Toby Gray, there's all these people of, in the yeah. UK, right? But it's the platform, and I'll tell you what I don't really understand about the entertainment industry in the UK. They see us, yeah. they know that we're here. Yeah. But guess what? When they want to do shows. They run to Nigeria to go bring the big artists and Nigeria and blah blah blah. Now they use the UK ones. I understand to if you say shows. yes to open the shows, they use them as supporting artists. Now the worst part of it is saying to someone, because I've heard this before, but thankfully the people that have put me on that platform have never asked me to sell tickets or whatever. Mm. I don't oh, think it's fair for you to say to an artist, oh you need to sell so so amount of tickets for you to be on the show. You've never heard that before? They do that. Wow. Okay. Which is quite unfair. Because guess what? So you think that when I blow tomorrow, you think it's your show I will come to? Because I will remember how you made an ass of me when I was coming up. Because all you could have just done was yeah. give me an opportunity to showcase myself. Why are you asking me to sell tickets? At the end of the day, it's about promoters supporting artists. Artists. artists which we need in the end of the day. You know that that fosters a good relationship, yeah. and at the end of the day, when you get your own stage, you're rocking your stage of and course. all that. You can then remember that. Of person. course, because but at the end of the day, don't forget that there are still some ingrates who destroys the intentions of people. That. You know, understand? Yeah. You know, when so, so many times people have invested in people, and they end up a lot of things go wrong. Network. It's not. It might not. You know, business is a funny thing, right? Mm-hmm. And even if if it was an entertainment business, business is still business and business mm-hmm. goes funny sometimes mm-hmm. because one person decides to actually, yep. you know what I'm saying? So, um, like for me, one person that I'll continue continue to say thank you to is someone called Alex Ozone. Like yeah, he's been there absolutely. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. My first set of promo CDs, he printed with his money and stuff like that. And, you know, we are not as close as we used to be personally, but I will always say to him, yo, you have a spot in my life because you pull me on when nobody else saw that. You know what I'm saying? The foundation. So if I start to eat right now, that's who's going to yes. eat. Not someone who's acting to sell tickets to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? So it's that simple. And I think that they overlook a lot of UK artists. It's not that they don't put in work. Also because they don't really understand. What, okay, for me, it's not like I don't have materials. But I decide not to release materials because I look at it and I'm like, okay, so how am I going to actually promote these materials? What's the point? It's going to end up on YouTube and die on YouTube. Mm. So what's the point of wasting my material? As compared to when you're in Nigeria, they are, shh, I was going to swear, but let me swear, shitloads yeah, of, of TV channels, radio, you know, music, yeah. whatever, that can 
help actually you stuff like that. So what do you think? What do you like? If somebody came to you now and said, "Okay, we're trying to bridge the gap." Okay, mm-hmm. what do you think are the ways to better improve? You know that like, relationship. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I don't know. If you ask me, I don't know because you know why I said I don't know. Because most people that I know, they live here mm-hmm. to go to Nigeria to, to blow, to and they shouldn't be that way. Thank you. Ask me. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know mm-hmm. because obviously there are Nigerian radio channels here, and thankfully there are people like Femi Ben TV who's been yep. supportive of mm-hmm. a lot of people's mm-hmm. careers. Mm-hmm. He puts you on and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, how many Nigerians in the UK really watch Ben TV? That's mm-hmm. Let's be honest. That's so if that was the main platform to show your thing. Mm-hmm. You still wouldn't yeah, get, you know, yeah. as compared to when you're in Nigeria, you've got Trace TV, MTV, Hip TV, da 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 TV. You're, you go to restaurants, that's what it's showing. Everybody gets to know you mm-hmm. one way or the other. And now, thankfully, there's internet. Yeah. But now. I was just coming to that. I was going to say you won't agree with me, but the internet now, anyone can just make music. Anyone can make music. But it's when just, you're in Nigeria, yeah, it's it makes it bigger. It. Yeah, yeah. The, bigger, the audience is there. The audience is there in Nigeria because they know how to promote their own stuff in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But here it's a whole different level. If you're using the UK uh, promote on, on Instagram, pay to promote that. It's, it's just it's, it's too technical. It's you know what I'm saying? It's too, it's too long. long. Yeah. As compared to when someone like Zlatan Boots uploads or Slimcase. So yeah. there's all this, mm-hmm. you know, so it's very different. It's, it's, um, it's like two different yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't sound too pleased with the current state of um, things. I'm not because Bro. it just makes you give up. Like apart from myself, you're not the first person telling me this. I look at other people that are so talented, and I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why doesn't this person have a platform? It's just mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. Yeah, we have to round up now. Remember, any last any last term? Well, it sucks, you know. I just want to say that um, to the person that. Uh, <laughs> Because I was going to make the episode title, he gets yeah, tipsy. Yeah. You know? yeah. But this should your shot. So we'll see you again in the next episode. Take care of yourself. Don't forget to cancel that free trial today before it expires. <laughs> All right? Stay safe. Bye. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Tip-